0: Log Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Drive Through HR. It is Tuesday. August 11th, 2020. Uh, I am your drive through HR host, Robin Schooling, and with me today is a longtime friend of the show, um, has been a guest in the past, and every time she comes on we are thrilled to have a conversation because it's always enlightening and fascinating and informative. So with, with that introduction, welcome Sarah Morgan.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Robin. I'm always glad to be back at the drive-thru. This is the yep. very first podcast interview I ever did almost 10 years ago. So it's, mm, it's always great man. to be able to come back. Yeah, it was the December of 12, 2012, I think. So, yeah, mm, just, mm, I'm always mm. glad to come back. Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, we're the drive-thru that unfortunately has no, you know, shakes or fries or anything with the water. I know, right? <laughs> Well, well, information. So, uh, that's right. That's right. That's what we're here for. We're good we're here to have good conversations and uh you're always a good conversationalist. So uh let's let's kick it off by having you tell our listeners who may not have heard you before or um are not familiar with you, um tell us a little bit about yourself, um so our listeners yeah. uh can get a taste of Sarah.
1: I am Sarah Morgan. I am the Chief Excellence Officer of Buzzarooni LLC. So my company does consulting with small and startups on how to create inclusive workplace cultures through progressive, people-focused, equitable policies. Um, and then I also do quite a bit of speaking and quite a bit of coaching for um HR organizations like SHRM at the state level and um, different management organizations. And then I work with women and HR professionals who are trying to, you know, level up in their careers from a coaching perspective. Um, And when I'm not doing all of that, I'm still a full-time practitioner. So I'm I'm dialed in today from my desk. I just scarfed my lunch down and now I'm dialed in <laughs> and talking with you all. Um so I've, and I've been in human resources for 20 years and um I'm currently the head of HR for a national retail services organization. And when I'm not doing that, I am married with a blended family of five children and and mm-hmm. we have a dog now. So like oh. everybody else we we add in an animal during this pandemic. So she's the cutest. So yeah, we there enjoy you go. that.
0: And and as always, I always like to give a shout out to Big Dave when yes. whenever we uh whatever we mention <laughs> Your family, (laughs) yes, because he
1: has he he holds it down. Um, without him, I could not do any of the things that I do because he really keeps our our house running and he keeps me grounded. So, yes, always shout out to him.
0: (laughs) And you also, um, have a podcast of your own as well.
1: I do, I'm the host of the Leading in Color podcast where I talk about building equitable fair and inclusive workplace environments through the lens of social consciousness. So a lot Mm of it is me talking about how you do that in in your workplace. And then I'm also talking with leaders of color about how they are doing that in their own organization. So I've been podcasting for about a year and a half now um, Mm -hmm. and really enjoying it. And I, you know, I don't blog as much as anymore because yeah. I'm enjoying the podcast so much more.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a different um, it's a different medium, but it's the same sort of concept. I think that so many of us it have is. Yeah, I've always have always enjoyed about to, blogging.
1: Yes, you still have to have like your your cadence of how often you're going to produce episodes and and organizing your content and all of those sorts of things. So all the, and how you grow your audience, like all of those skills uh-huh. translate, you know, very well. Um, but, but I think the medium is just different um, than, than blogging. And I think, you know, it's just the evolution of, of kind of where we are. Once upon a time mm-hmm. blogging was the hotness and not that mm-hmm. it's not still, you know, a meaningful way and thing it's just not the same um as as podcasting or even vlogging you know a lot of people are shifting to video it's just the mediums that we're using are changing so you got to kind of evolve with the time so that you stay current and relevant in in the work that you're doing
0: yep yep well speaking of that um i want to i want to tease something that you have coming up and um, which will lead us into our discussion. Then we'll we'll give a little more details about it at the end of the show. But you are planning um, to hold um, a summit, the HROI Summit, in October. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: So the HROI Summit is going to be virtual on October 8th and 9th. It is a um, two-day workshop, so it will be half, two half days. And – addressing around the concepts of pay equity and anti-racism. I have about 2,000 subscribers to my monthly newsletter. And so I polled them as I was thinking of putting this event together. I polled them about what they wanted to learn about. And those were the two areas that came came up as the, the things that, they as HR professionals and leaders in their organizations wanted to learn more about. And so I've built two workshops around those concepts. And really, HROI, which stands for Human Return on Investment, is kind of my play on this idea that HR is not an ROI center, Within companies, we still fight that narrative um, yep. every single day, and also the need for us in our continued learning as HR professionals to make sure that we are getting the return on investment, that we are grasping those practical things. So I wanted to play with that in in what I named it, and really mm-hmm. wanted to focus the concepts around the learning for what practitioners are really seeking in this moment. And those are the Mm -hmm. two topics that came up. So I'm really excited to be doing it. It's my first Mm -hmm. event that I'm doing solo. Um, Uh And so I'm, I'm excited about that. There's also participants have the option to be able to buy up into the coaching cohort. So you go to the, the workshops, you spend four hours with me, learning the concepts we're going to like walk it through like start to finish like this is how you do an equity audit here are the different Uh things you'll find like all of that will be in there and then when it's over you have the opportunity to join the coaching cohort where you'll be working with me and other great hr and dei coaches who will come in and help you troubleshoot issues, learn more on these subjects,
0: mm-hmm. and ask
1: them questions, because once you go back to your workplace and you try to implement what you learned, you're inevitably going to come up against opposition, whether yeah. it's the data doesn't show what you thought it would, or there's something in the data that's different than what we talked about in the workshop, or you're working with the decision makers and they're giving you pushback and you don't know how to navigate it. Now mm-hmm. you've got this coaching cohort of other like-minded individuals and experts who can help you get through that. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the HROI summit in a
0: nutshell. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. And, and I think what it also does, um, which you've done over the years and very well in various formats and whatnot is is continuing that building of a community you know so you're here's a here's a resource for people in a community um to come together and yes Mm -hmm. they're going to learn from the content they're going to learn from the coaching but they're also they're building a community with each other and they'll be learning From each other as well yes um, the
1: groups are yeah. small, so the workshops yep. are only thirty people, and then the coaching cohorts are only fifteen people, so I wanted to keep it small and mm-hmm. intimate and interactive um, in order for everyone to get the most bang for their buck. there'll be checklists and worksheets and all kinds of things that the that participants will walk away with that is really a blueprint for how you do this in in your workplace. Because I just feel that so much of our continuing ed in HR is too fluff, has gotten too fluffy. Um, And you know this, Robin, because we go to sessions and it's like, we're getting pitched to and sold to like buy this software, buy this thing and it's gonna solve all your problems and it never does the answers yep. to the problems are really within our own critical thinking, collaboration, negotiation skills, and that's what we mm-hmm. need to be honing, and so I really want to make sure that I'm helping to equip other human resources professionals to be able to do that.
0: I love it. And we're going to when we when we wrap up the show, we're going to we're going to make sure to get uh Get that information out to everybody of where they can where they can find and, and register. Um, Excellent, and I that,
1: also that want to we... say that I have created a discount code for the drive through HR listeners. So if they go and they register when they go to check out, and they type mm-hmm. in DTHR as their discount and, code, they will get twenty percent off of their registration. Ooh. So wonderful, they will, they will have that available as well. I love that. So,
0: let's um you know, one of one of the things is um that you and I have talked about in the past and and will certainly wrap its way into some of the content at the summit, but it's it's a it's a concept that that is out there that I think we it's important for us to address, and that's microaggressions. It's mm-hmm. something that we wanted, you and I wanted to talk about. So, you know, for those who are listening that are have maybe heard the term but are not necessarily familiar with it, um, what are microaggressions?
1: So microaggressions is the term that we've come to use for kind of those commonplace, often unintentional, Behavioral or conversational or things in your, you know, space, your your workspace, your environment that communicate kind of negative, prejudicial slights mm-hmm. or insults towards a person of a marginalized identity. Um, mm-hmm. They typically come where it's either a micro assault where. Um, and those are the are what we look at in terms of slurs. like those are the ones we're most uh-huh. familiar with slurs and derogatory words and and those sorts of things. And then you have micro invalidations, which uh-huh. is when someone has experienced a microaggression, then you um tell them that. It didn't really happen like it's uh, it's uh, you know this might this I I say something to you you get offended and then I tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't be offended
0: at the uh, thing that uh-huh. I said so
1: that's that invalidation and it's the worst of the three uh, and then uh-huh. the second are, are micro insults which are um really you know things that are kind of underhanded in terms of um comments that are made to you where it's like, whoa, you know, where it doesn't, and it doesn't always register immediately. It's it's that it catches you and then you have a moment and you kind of jump back and you go, whoa, like that wasn't, Hmm. that's not very nice, you know, or that's not, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not very appropriate for you to say. And, And again, a lot of times microaggressions are unintentional, but when you are in the workplace, Anytime that you have a situation that causes a person to feel othered in the environment yeah. based on something that you've done or something that you've said or a way in which you've created the environment that they work in that makes them feel unwelcomed, not mm-hmm. included, and othered. Like you, here's the thing you are different from the ideal, from the expectation mm-hmm. of this that is a form of microaggression and as human resources professionals we really have to be mindful of this we have to be Mm -hmm. looking out for it and we have to address it when we see it even if because the thing with microaggressions is marginalized individuals there's a the average person, I, I believe it was the Center on Microaggressions that did a study about this twenty eighteen. So they haven't published anything more recently than that. But the yeah. the average marginalized individuals, so those are people of color, women, folks with disabilities, whether that's physical or mental, the LGBTQ community, like all those those are your marginalized groups, go yep. through on average. Seven to ten microaggressions per work day, wow, so when you think about that and they talk about microaggressions as almost like a paper cut, it's not mm-hmm. um it's not you're not gonna die from a paper cut, mm-hmm. but it still hurts, and if it mm-hmm. keeps happening over and over and over again, there's a part of you that normalizes it within yourself. Like I know when I reach into this cabinet, I'm going to get cut. And so either Mm -hmm. you, you mask, you know, you, you armor yourself to protect yourself from it, or you harden yourself so that Mm -hmm. you can function within it. And neither of those are ideal for how we want humans to function in the workplace. What you want Mm -hmm. is to remove the thing, what you want is for the paper not to cut. So what yeah. we should be doing instead of saying, oh, it's just a paper cut, deal with it, put a glove on it, stop being such a, you know, stop being such a pansy, it's just a paper cut. Instead of doing those sorts of things, what we should do is say, how do we rearrange this cabinet so that when you, re- look at, when you reach into it, you're not getting cut because you shouldn't be getting cut. You should be able to reach into this cabinet, grab the paper that you need, and it not injure you. And so in the Mm -hmm. same way, when people come to work and they're dealing with microaggressions, I should be able to show up to work as a black woman with my hair styled in the way that it naturally grows out of my head and not have to worry about people making comments about that positive or negative and not wanting and wanting to touch it and wanting to ask me you know all these questions about how it is that it and why it is it looks the way that it looks, I should be able to come into my workplace and not have to deal with those things and And then on top of that, you know that happens once, twice, three times a day, and then someone else asks me a different thing or I go into a, a meeting and I'm mansplained to, you know, like I'm yeah. dealing with now I'm on microaggression number seven and I haven't even had a cup of coffee yet. And yep. It's, yep. and that is happening to people over and over and over again. And the thing that I teach in sessions when I talk about microaggressions is that microaggressions are often the foundation that leads to harassment, bullying, mm. and discrimination. So mm-hmm. the more that you can address microaggressive behavior, call it out and eradicate it from your workplace, the more that you're going to lessen the impacts of bullying and harassment and discrimination. Because when you talk to people, and you notice know Robin, you've done this. When you talk mm-hmm. to people... Who are, have been harassed and who have been bullied? It always starts small. It yes. always starts small. In yes. most cases, it's usually well. He made a comment about my dress, or she said something, you know, offhand about. I know. I remember dealing with an employee the first time that I wrote an employee up for my grow aggressive aggressive behavior. It's probably about five years ago. And it was right at the height of the Chick-fil-A um, mm-hmm. brouhaha mm-hmm. when the, yep. the founder of Chick-fil-A said that he did not believe in the LGBTQ plus lifestyle. And people at that point who were LGBTQ plus were calling for boycott of Chick-fil-A as a brand. And yep. it was all over the news. Everybody knew about it. And um one of our employees who is transgender is sitting amongst um his team in a bay of cubicles and the one of his teammates offers to go buy Chick fil A and he says to her, No, you know, I don't eat there anymore yeah. and she was like, well, why, you know, she asks him, why not? And he says, you know, they don't, um, and he's transgender. And he says, they don't support the lifestyle of people like me. And so she was like, well, that's fine. I'll go pick you up um, something from another restaurant that was nearby. And he thanked her and gave Uh her the money. She goes off, she comes back, she brings him his food. And she was like, and hands him his bag of food and says, and I made sure that your transgender food never touched my heterosexual food. Uh, Ma'am, like let's, let's let's, uh, let's talk about, so he was very upset. He came to my office just super upset and said, you know, why was it even necessary for you to, to do that in front of the whole team? Now he's embarrassed right. and, and, you know, I, I issued her a warning for microaggressive behavior for that, because mm-hmm. it's those type of comments that lead to other sorts of things. That is a micro assault that mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, and it's an invalidation of, of his experience as a transgender man. And we don't mm-hmm. do that here. Mm-hmm. And there and I can remember at the time there were people who felt like I was going too far Um And I said, that's all well and good. But if I don't stand up for him when it happens to someone who looks like me and who Mm -hmm. deals with the things in their life that I deal with, no one's going to stand up for me. So I got to make sure that I'm taking care of everybody. And it's hard, you know, because everyone's like, well, she didn't mean it. I don't know what she meant but whatever yeah. but what she said was rude and inappropriate and can't mm-hmm. happen there was you know just give give the man his food and his change and go on about your business that's what you do but to mm-hmm. offer to go and pick up his food and then bring it back to him and joke with him about it in a way no yeah. you don't don't you don't do yep. that to people and well, you and know and I, you know
0: it's employee relations 101 mm-hmm really mm-hmm. of you know what what do we always say what what you know back in the day what did we learn yeah. it's not it's <laughs> right. not the person's intent it's the impact that it has and mm-hmm. this had an impact
1: you had to stand up and and For do that person. What you and it to do. was exactly and i'll say you know as a and i can say this as a human resources person because i know the burden and the loneliness that we as practitioners often feel when we take those kinds of stands. And, mm-hmm. you know, rest in, rest in peace to Chris Fields because he was the yep. person I called when that happened mm-hmm. and, and had to shed a couple sub tears on the phone with him because I was just so angry. and And I was angry and no one understood, you know, in terms of the rest of my executives and managers, nobody had my back. In that yeah. moment, and so I sent him a text, and I was like, "Yo, you got a minute? I need to get this out." And I just went for a walk, and he talked me off my ledge. So, <laughs> you know, the, the, he and did that many, many times during yep, during of course, That of was friendship. one
0: of his uh, one of his gifts to so many people.
1: Uh, yeah, he he's definitely, part of those you know, conversations yeah. yes he would get on the phone and cuss and fuss with mm-hmm. me and then say alright let's take a deep breath and let's get back in there <laughs> And and that kind of that's what we need to do for each other mm-hmm. and that's one of the mm-hmm. things that for me in creating this summit is also so important and why I felt the coaching aspect of it was so important mm-hmm. because I want to make sure that practitioners because you're going to meet resistance when yes. you're trying to say when organizations who have historically not paid people fairly and equitably and now you're challenging them with data to show how disparate that is and and proposing to them some a way that they need to change it that they can actually afford, like to show them that they can do it. And if we just nip here and cut here, we can do it and not add money to the bottom line. Now they're mad because there's no reason, there's no reason and no way for them to say no. And Mm -hmm. that in and of itself is going to be met with resistance. And Mm -hmm. you got to have someplace safe that you can Mm -hmm. go to talk about that with like-minded individuals, and so it's important for human resources folks to have that community. And like you mentioned, and and I want to make sure I'm giving that to them. Yeah. Well, and it's
0: you know it's it's these sorts of conversations and self-examination and organizational, you know, reviews. It it's it's putting HR people. Um, in a place of of power, and Mm -hmm. it's saying, be courageous. It's okay to Mm -hmm. be courageous. It's not easy, but, you know, you have to, I think, you know, when you're in HR in an organization – and it's easier said than done because everybody can't just mm-hmm. quit a job because you know you need to live, right? But mm-hmm. you know, do the right thing and work and work your damnedest to make sure your organization is going down the right path, and that and that takes courage. It and, does. It does. Uh, you know, I, I I love that. I think collectively as a profession, I just see I see more and more HR professionals saying, "Yep, I'm 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 going to be courageous. I'm gonna I'm
1: mm-hmm. gonna fight that fight." Um, Even when it's lonely and even when I'm the only, you know, voice that's advocating for this thing, I'm going to do it. And absolutely, we can't quit. We can't all quit and we can't all, you know, become entrepreneurs and consultants. And so Mm -hmm. what I did when I was in those places where. I I was alone and no one agreed with me. And sometimes I was able to, you know, make the impact. And other times I got shut down. I took that energy and I invested it in my right. Like that was the time I started my blog. Yeah. That was how I started my podcast. That was how I started my business, how I started Black Blogs Matter. All of those things were driven out of a, okay, I can't have this impact over here but I still mm-hmm. know that I'm on the right side of history with this thing, and so I'm going to take it and have an impact over there. I volunteered for our, our – we had a local organization that helped folks who were coming out of jail to, to get their resumes together, transition mm-hmm. back into work, prepare to interview. I volunteered for stuff like that. I volunteered at, at battered women's shelters. Like, I just took that energy because it wasn't moving in my workplace. Right. So I took that energy and I found somewhere else to put that where it could do good until yep. I could make that move. So that would yep. be my piece of advice for folks. Like if you can't you can't quit, but you can definitely take that energy that you have and then volunteer and go do something else.
0: Mm mm. I love it. Well, we are down to just um, just over about a minute and a half here. So what I want to do, Sarah, is um, remind everybody where they can find you online, various and assorted channels, um, mm-hmm. and the HROI Summit information again.
1: Yes, yeah, the best place to connect with me is my website. It's LLC. B U Z Z A R O O dot ccom And from there, you can get my blog and my podcast and my newsletters and get your tickets to the HROI Summit. I'm virtually being held on October 8th and 9th. Use your DTHR discount code so that you can get 20% off your registration and do not delay because we're on, we only have about ten tickets left. Um, so Ooh, we're getting goodness. close. To, yeah, we're getting close to selling out, which is wonderful. Like just, that is just wonderful. wonderful. Um, but yeah, well, we're getting close. So you want to make sure everybody uses that.
0: I love it. Well, we will get that discount code out as well. And um, Sarah, thank you so so much for joining us today. And it is um,
1: always a pleasure to spend time with you, is. Robin.
0: You too. All right. Well, happy Drive Through HR Tuesday, everybody. And we are out of here. Goodbye. Goodbye.